trichobezoar. I'll say that again, trichobezoar. Mean anything to you? This is a term that those of you who do quiz nights may well want to put in the back of your brain. Trichobezoar is the technical name for furballs. I'm a little bit windy about furballs at the moment. We have just recarpeted the house and Murphy's Law, first night, Archie, our rag doll, vomited a big furball on our new carpet. So in this episode of the VET podcast, what I want to have a look at is, one, what are furballs? Two, are they dangerous? And three, what can be done to prevent them? Are you a veterinarian dreaming about working down under in New Zealand? If so, I'd love to help you make that dream come true. Hi, I'm Julie South of VetStaff. VetStaff is New Zealand's only recruitment agency specialising in the Kiwi veterinary sector. We can help you find your dream job down under, from short-term locum assignments through to permanent employment and residency. Because we know God's own Aotearoa New Zealand like the back of our hands, we can match your career aspirations with a clinic that'll suit you best. Whether you're planning to work here for a few months or forever, if it's got anything to do with working in a vet clinic in New Zealand, we can help. Vetstaff.co.nz You are listening to The Vet Podcast, presented by veterinarian Dr. Brian Greger from New Zealand. Join us as we discuss pet health issues from around the world. And welcome back to another episode of The Vet Podcast. This isn't really the episode I was planning to record, but unfortunately, I have had two really interesting podcasts, or should I say, podcasts that I thought would be quite interesting, put on hold when my guests were both infected by COVID. So I'm sorry, but you are just going to have to put up with me droning on again. It's been a busy week here at home. We have just laid new carpet and... I don't know if Murphy's Law is a thing in your part of the world. It goes along the lines of, if anything can go wrong, it will go wrong. So it did go wrong. We had new carpet laid, and the next morning, getting out of bed, and after a couple of steps on a really soft and luxurious carpet, we pushed for New Zealand here, the carpet was 100% pure wool, woven out of New Zealand Drysdale sheep. So if you are getting new carpet laid... Have a look at New Zealand carpet. Um, hopefully the New Zealand wool board will sponsor me for saying this, but it's really good carpet. But sorry, that, that's a little aside. After a couple of steps on the new carpet, there was a sort of a cold, squishy feeling between my toes. Looking down, I was standing in a mound of cat vomit with a large white furball in the middle of it. I didn't have to be too much of a detective to deduce it had come from Archie our ragdoll cat. Welcome to the world of trite bazaars. At least it's given me a topic to talk about, I suppose. There seems to be a day for everything, just as an aside. So I guess it's of little surprise that there is a cat hairball day. It's the last Friday in April. Did you know that? No, neither did I. Anyway, let's talk about hairballs. Firstly, what are they? I guess the clue's in the name. They're balls of hair. 
not to be confused with the mats of hair you find on the coats of cats. These are balls of fur that end up in the cat's stomach, usually as the result of fastidious grooming. If you have a close look at the tongue of a cat, you will notice that it is lined with lots of little hooks, and these catch the hair shafts as they groom, and the hair is swallowed. The hair is made of keratin, and keratin is not really broken down in the stomach. In some cats, this fur doesn't pass from the stomach, and it forms into a ball by the movement of the stomach muscles. You'll remember I mentioned before that Archie is a ragdoll, and it is just our luck that there are certain breeds, and it is not really a surprise, but they are breeds with longer fur, such as ragdolls, Maine Coons and Persians, that are more prone to hairballs. Cat owners all appreciate that cats are individuals, and some cats groom more than others, so it's not really a surprise that these cats that groom more are more prone to hairballs too. Actually, any condition that increases the grooming behaviour of a cat, not surprisingly, will increase the propensity for furballs, so fleas and skin conditions are not good for hairballs. Finally, as has become apparent with Archie, there is a seasonality, which makes sense, I suppose. Cats' coats are longer and thicker in winter, leading to more or larger hairballs or furballs. Archie, apart from his vomiting bouts, appears just like a normal cat. So what are the symptoms of hairballs? Simply put, apart from that hacking cough thing and the vomiting of a pile of vomitus and fur, normally there are none, unless, here's a big one, unless the hairball causes an obstruction, either in the stomach or more worryingly in the intestines where the cat will go off their food, constantly vomit and be very sick. The only treatment really for this is urgent surgery and left untreated, the cat will die. The worst case of hairballs I can remember actually was an old cat that was presented to me for weight loss and lack of appetite. When I examined it, I could feel a large mass in the front of the abdomen that looked like a very large tumour on x-ray. The owner thankfully opted for exploratory surgery and lo and behold, sitting in the stomach was a furball at least the size of a tennis ball. A quick nip and tuck and the cat was as good as gold. Okay guys, it's time to pay some bills. I'll be back literally in one minute where we will look at the treatments. Back soon. If you have a business, you need a website. What's the best way to get a website up and running? Choose a website hosting company that makes it simple, like Peer Networks. Peer has over 20 years of experience managing the entire digital ecosystem for thousands of online businesses all around the world. Peer makes it easy for you with do-it-yourself website building tools and features, including simple drag-and-drop page design. And they have guaranteed US-based support technicians ready to help you whenever you need it. 24 hours a day, 365 days a year. Right now, when you sign up with Peer Networks, you'll receive one free month of web hosting. See for yourself how easy it is to build your website for free. Visit peer.com slash free to get your first month of website hosting for free by using the code QUICKSTART. That's peer.com slash free, promo code QUICKSTART to get started today. Now back to the podcast. Thanks for staying with us. In the first part of the podcast, we discussed the formation and effects of hairballs. 
Now let's have a look at the treatment and prevention. Firstly, most cats have fur, with the exception, I guess, of things like Devon Rexes and more specifically Sphinxes. But you cannot really prevent fur balls. But you can try and decrease the severity of them. So firstly, make sure that the cat has no underlying skin conditions, especially ensure that flea treatments are up to date. Because the fur is ingested when they groom, it makes sense to brush them regularly. Cats will often groom when they have nothing else to do, so if you have time, distract them by playing with them. This brings us on to hairball diets. Most of the premium cat food manufacturers have a line of hairball diets. Do they work? To a certain extent, yes. Most of them work on a variation of a theme. They usually have a high fibre content, something like psyllium or beet pulp. This helps to speed up the bowel activity and theoretically drags the fibres along with it. Some of the diets contain compounds like bromelain. Bromelain is a pineapple extract that helps to break down some of the proteins that form hairballs. And finally, as already discussed, one of the major predisposing causes is skin disease. So they will usually contain additives that aid in good skin and hair health. And finally, there are laxative-like products that work by decreasing the transit time in the bowel. A couple of take-home messages here. Firstly, for the vets and techs, don't underestimate the importance of hairballs. I was reading a study that suggested that hairballs was the condition that caused the third or fourth most concern to cat owners about their cat's health. We all know that clinically the condition is usually of no major consequence to the cat, but as we have noted personally, it is distressing to watch your cat barfing up a furball and there is nothing worse than standing on a soggy pile of mush and we do get sick of having to wash our bedding. For pet owners, my best advice is that if you are having problems with furballs with your cat, talk to your veterinarian and get the treatment that will work the best for your cat. Hopefully, we will get back to our usual format soon and be able to bring you some interesting interviews with animal health professionals from around the world, COVID permitting. Please don't hesitate to contact us if you have a question, topic to suggest, or a story to tell. I'm always looking for people to talk to. And finally, don't forget to follow and like this podcast and follow us on social media. Talk soon. And that's it for another episode of the Vet Podcast. All of our links are in one place at beacons.ai slash vetpodcast. That is B-E-A-C-O-N-S dot A-I slash vetpodcast. And while you're there, don't forget to buy us a coffee. On behalf of me, Brian Greger, and everybody else involved in the making of this podcast, thanks for listening and we'll catch you again soon.